I'm very conscious that I am the last person standing, standing literally between you and lunch. So I didn't want to start late because it would mean that lunch was late. Um, I'll just tell you a bit about who I am because you won't know otherwise, I don't think. Um, first thing I'd like to say to Liv is thank you so much for inviting me here this morning. I am not a writer. I run a business. It's a networking business called Bridge Club, which does what bridges do connect people, um, usually early stage businesses and money management and new markets. So this is a completely new range of people for me, which is why I've tried to meet as many of you as I possibly could and to listen really actively um, to all of the fantastic input that Liv and Jenny um, and the, the four authors on my table that I have met have given me, because the only way I reckon that you learn about new things is if you listen to what people say. Um, and I've, I've had a fantastic morning, really fantastic morning. So thank, thank you very much to everybody about that. What I wanted to talk, to, to talk about, and it was really interesting just talking to Jenny just now, because you know when you move into a new world, if you move, when you move into an alien environment, if you like, you need to know the rules of the game. So, having spoken to Andrew Dawson, KwaZulu um, Natal, yeah, having spoken to Andrew before, he said, well, it shouldn't be about us, really, it should just be about the product. I thought, oof, I better test this then. Um, so, I spoke to Jenny and said, you know, is it just about the book, or the poem, or the, or the script, or is it actually about the person? And she said, it is increasingly about the person. So I thought, phew, what I'm going to talk about then is, going to, is legitimate um, and actually it, it, it is relevant to, to everybody here, which was, you know, which, which was good. Before I start talking through some of the things I believe very passionately in about the power of people um, and actually people by people, I just want to tell you who I am and why I'm here. I said I ran a small company. When I arrived in the Northeast in 1987, I knew absolutely nobody. And I mean that, knew absolutely nobody. I came up here to do a job. And I think that it may be quite similar to where some of you are. You know, you, you're, you're probably husbands, wives, mothers. A lot of you may have jobs, and now you're starting to write. Um, I, I wanted to start like that because I think that where I started and I've now built an international network, um, there's an analogy there. You, you, you can do If you dream it, you can do it. And I think that if you can make yourself memorable, not by um, <laughs> sending dubious things through the post to agents, but actually making yourself memorable, um, your, what you craft will also be memorable. Because as we've just heard... From, from Jenny, 2,000 submissions a month, there are lots of authors. So, you know, isn't there a trick? It's not just about the quality and the difference of your work. It is also about who you are and how you pitch it. Jenny said something else very interesting when she was talking about, you know, when you're promoting a book, it's well-networked in literary circles, was, I think, a phrase you used. And then there was something else about visibility. The lady over there asked about tweeting and blogging. Um, it isn't just about the work. It is about the author of the work. So I would like to thank 
Now, the lady who wrote Chronica isn't sitting down on the table. Um, so I, I, actually, I don't know her name, but I do know that Michelle has written to Baker Life. I do know that Andrew has written The Illegal. Um, and I do, do know that Tamsin has written Lily and the Book of Excelsior. So I'm connecting those people and what they took. So I've, I've made the connections. What I think was really important about that is what made them memorable. Andrew, I'm afraid, stuck out because he told me he was from KwaZulu-Natal and so was his hero, actually. I've remembered it. So actually what I would say to you when you go around is make yourself memorable. Think about, because it's quite difficult, you might think it's quite easy for me to walk into a room full of 70 people who I've never ever met before, and yes, that includes Liv, um, stand up here in front of you all and actually do what I did before, which is when I, when I did come in, I did try and go and say, hello, who are you? I'm Caroline. It's never that easy to do that, but it's much easier for you if I do that. And actually, if you do that it is much easier for the person that you're talking to. Um, because actually nobody likes being the first one to set, step straight into a conversation and say, hello, how do you do? So well done you, Kath, for going straight up to Jenny and saying, I know I'm being very cheeky, but, well, what's she here for? You know, it's actually about using opportunity, making the most of yourself, know, know you, know how, and know who. I'm not going to... I've put a sheet of stuff um, in your packs. But what I just wanted to... I'm not going to talk to that because it's in your packs and you can read it. Um, but what I think is really, really important, and I say this to people who actually, for example, who've sadly been made redundant, they've been so used to talking about somebody else's business um, that actually that they've forgotten the them. And I think the most important thing about all of us is the us. And so, if, as I hope you're going to do, is network it with impunity right the way through your lunch break and meet new people here, if you're going to network and go to um, book festivals, if you're going to make yourselves more visible, really think about what it is about you that makes you special and memorable. And actually, because there'll be lots of things, we're not one-dimensional, are we? I mean, there's lots of stuff about all of us um, that hopefully is really quite interesting to other people. But actually, when you're trying to make a first impression, you need to keep that communication really quite simple. So what is it that sums up you and will make you memorable um, and will actually, if you're talking to an agent... If you're talking to an editor, if you're talking to your peers, because I think that's really important as well, um, you'll be, you know, people will want to come back to you without, um, I'm not going to say dodgy, I am, dodgy CDs, um, um, but, you know, you want to make people come back to you. Um, what is it about you that people will, that people will, will, make, will, will do that? Um, I think it's quite a difficult thing to do. And it's really interesting, when we were talking around our table before, um, you start off, it was a great exercise, Liv, because you start off and you're all a bit fuzzy around the edges. And then as you practice, it comes in. It gets much clearer, much more con concise, much more memorable. 
So I'd encourage all of you, and I know it is daft, and some people are actually find this really, really difficult. Think about what it is that you want to say. Write it down. Practice it. Does it sound like you? If it doesn't sound like you, throw it away and start again. It has absolutely got to be congruent. You have to be authentic. You're selling you. So don't try and sell somebody else and use, you know, be, be who you are. Um, and make sure that it's clear and professional so that you're remembered for the right and not for the wrong reasons. I think we'll all go away. We'll all, we'll all remember that. We'll all remember it. But actually, that book did not get published. Um, and Jenny was great, actually, because she didn't say, ah, um, actually, and his name was, but she could have done because she probably remembers that too. That is not the point. The point is that you're remembered for the right reason. And actually, then, if all, these, you know, all this information comes out, you know, and your name springs out, that will be because it's been remembered for the right reason. And isn't that interesting? In, in a business context, 70% of new business is one because of referrals. And, and that's about people. Reputation is the hardest thing to build, the quickest thing to lose. But actually, just that small statistic shows how things work. The people that I have employed are all people that I've known who come up to me at networking things they're all people who've bothered to make a relationship with me they are all people who have um, done their homework they are all people who said it's what you sound what you do sounds really exciting you know could I get involved um, and sometimes that's just on an interim basis to learn the ropes to know what's going on um, so know you and think about it know how and then once you do know that I think it, it, it comes to you know making the best of fantastic um, events like this and one of the things that I, I say to people about that is that you know I don't know your industry forgive me I don't know your industry intimately but I would guess if it's anything like the sort of generic world of business um, there's an awful lot of networking events an awful lot. Because of what I do, when I first moved up here in 1987, knowing nobody, I went to an awful lot of the awful lot of networking events because I didn't know the place, I didn't know the people. Um, in fact, I knew nobody. And I thought the only, the only way to get to know all of these things is if I actually get out of my comfort zone and go to places where, you know, where they don't know me and I've, I'm the one who's got to make, a, a, you know an impression, even if sometimes I think probably it wasn't a terribly good one. So that's how, that's how I started. I thought, you know, you, I hadn't got an option and off I went. But I, to you, I wouldn't suggest you do all of that because actually it cuts into the amount of time that you have to do what it is that you want to do, particularly if you're running a family, running a job and writing as well. So think about the networking events that are on offer. Plan. Plan your approach. Why are you going to go? Are you going to go because you just want to learn about new things? That's absolutely fine. Totally legitimate. Um, are you going to go because you know that people are going to be there that you want to meet, like Jenny today and Liv, and I'm sure the contributors to this afternoon? Um, are you going to 
fill up the time. All of those are completely legitimate reasons. But actually, if you go through the rigour of why you're going to something, it means that actually when you do decide to prioritise some time not to be working, not to be writing, not to be um, parenting, you won't feel that it's a waste of time. Talking to people just earlier on about, you know, going, getting lost in Sunderland and thinking, oh, I might as well go home. I'm absolutely convinced that deciding to come here would have been the right decision, just from what I've learned. And actually, I'm not a writer. And to me, it's been a real insight into how your business works. Um, so I know immediately that I'm going to go away richer than I arrived. And I've met new people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. So I'm going to go richer and, and talked about, listened about four books which I wouldn't have had the privilege of knowing about, and I do now. So, I mean, to me, that's ticking the box. Once you've planned your approach, then think about... Um, oh, the other thing you, it's good to do, and it was interesting, so I asked Liv this. Um, did you know who was coming? Did you know the people in the... You know, the, all of the people who were here, did you know whether they were published, unpublished, and all the rest of it? If you can, and you are going to an event, try and find out who's in the room with you. Not just on this side of the table, but actually round the tables. Are there people there that actually you can bounce your idea off? Are there people there that actually could introduce you to their network? Just, it's, to me, it's always quite useful to think about who else is in the room. Um, can I find out? Data protection, of course, some people will tell you who's there and some people won't. Some people won't necessarily know. But it's always, if you can, try and find out in advance, if you're going to something, who else is going to be in that room with you. When you arrive, and I was really pleased today that I have been to Sunderland before, I've been to the National Glass Centre before, so I knew where I was going. I know how difficult it is actually, when you don't know where you're going and you don't get there quite on time because you don't feel quite part of the thing. So when you arrive, try, if you can, to get there earlier because it is much easier... Sorry, John and Marlene, it is much, but it is much easier to walk into a room where people haven't all sat down um, and where there is still room on existing tables because then you're part of something rather than joining something. And it is a more difficult thing to do, isn't it? Um, so try to, try to get somewhere early. Try, if you have these, if you have a name badge, wear them on the right-hand side, normally, because actually it's jolly difficult, Karen, to see your name if it's hovering around your tummy. If, if you wear it on, on, on the right, we shake hands in England so you can take in somebody's name and their face, and because this is the most memorable thing about all of us, for better or worse, um, it's quite good to be able to connect a name and a face. Um, you won't know anybody. You can't be expected to know everybody. The organisers probably know far more than anybody else in this room. As an event organiser myself, I love it when people ask, oh, I really want to meet such and such. You'll know them. Could you introduce me? 
direct hit, ticking the box, because it means that you don't have to have that embarrassing thing where you're going up to somebody and saying, excuse me, but you know, hello, I am. You've got an organiser doing it. They feel good because they've been asked to do something for two people who they know are going to get something out of each other. And you go away. If you've thought, I only want to meet three people, new people, and they are boop, 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 you know that you can do that. So use every resource you can to meet as many people as possible. Um, and if you're shy, hang around by the um, lunch table or the coffee table or the drink or the bar. Because guess what? People go there. And it's much easier, isn't it? If you're standing there, you know, you can't just barge somebody out of the way and say, excuse me, you know, you've got to say, oh, hello, excuse me, would you mind terribly, you know. Just use everything you can to, to, to get to know people in a way that is easier rather than more difficult for you. Um, right, there we are. There is a thing, and I, I hope this doesn't offend anybody. Um, I'm a practicing Catholic, so I would say God gave us two of these and one of these for a reason. Networking is about listening. It's about listening to the information if it comes from here or listening to the information that's given to you free and gratis by the people that you're talking to. Because guess what? Everyone loves talking about themselves. And they will drop things into conversation that actually mean that you can pick those things up and use them to introduce yourself to them, knowing that what you're going to say is going to map onto their interests. And that can be quite useful, um, actually. Avoid, uh, it's quite ironic, isn't it? Here I am going, boop, boop, boop. Avoid mo monopolising the conversation <laughs> because, actually, conversation is a two-way thing. It's a two-way sport. So don't, and I know when you're, you've, you've just, and I absolutely did this when I set my business up. I was so keen to tell everybody what it was that I did that I put an awful lot of people off because I was just in... Well, actually, and it goes back to Jenny's point, actually, unless you know who you're talking to, that isn't... You know, may go down like a lead balloon because inappropriate time, too much information, too much specific information, not what the person that you're talking to does. So have a conversation. Start by asking people to talk about themselves because it means that you can do your woomph, your pithy pitch about you, like the pithy pitch you did about your book, to much greater effect. Um, that's it. I don't do... If you can, try not to pigeonhole yourself into something that's really, really specific... Because, again, the thing about conversation is that you start off and it's all quite general. But again, for the wrong reasons, I remember the astro astrophysicist. I'm an unemployable English graduate, you know. And actually, me and astrophysics didn't... You know, I kept thinking... You know, it was a conversation cul-de-sac before we started. So can't, try and leave things open so that you can pursue conversations and find mutual ground rather than going straight into something. Be happy, be pleased, um, look interested. 
meet people in the eye. And you know why this is. If you meet somebody and, you know, you say, oh, hello, how are you? And they go, oh, well, you know what it is. Um, that does not really engender terribly positive conversation. It does not really engender people thinking, yes, you know, I want to see you again. However, if you are bright, even if you're not really feeling it, if you are bright, open, friendly, they'll say, well, at least that's a friendly person. I can go and talk, I can go and talk to them again. You know, so immediately you've got something, you've got a new relationship, a new connection that you didn't, you didn't have before. Um, yeah. Be, be. The other thing which I think is really important, really important actually, um, and having been in business now for 11 years, um, I've found rather like Jenny has that actually it's only just when you're between seven and ten years that actually people begin to really know who you are and, you know, buy what it is that you have to sell. Um, give us gain. It's my mantra. All of you will stand at the front of a network, even if you don't know it yourselves, and if you, even if you don't think that you've got a network yourself. In that network, there will, within those people, within that friendship group, within that professional group, there will be people that actually, the knowledge of whom would be gold dust to somebody else. If somebody asks you, oh, look, you know, I'm really wanting to do so-and-so, you know, I'd like to meet such-and-such. Such. Um, you know, do you know anybody, do you know anybody who does that? And you say, yes, actually. I know so-and-so, they do this. And I tell you what, I'm not going to ask you to go and contact them directly because actually they won't know who you are, so it probably nothing will happen. I'll put you in touch. The person that you do that for will be your best ambassador. forever, actually. Value it. Value who you know. Um, and be generous with who you know. Not, um, don't, don't abuse it. I mean, the, the, to me, this is the other really important thing about this is it's about trust. So don't just randomly put people in connection because, with each other because actually you, you've got to, you can't just, you've, you've got to introduce people, particularly if they're quite well-known people. Just say, well, look, you know, I met somebody really, really interesting. I'd really like to put you in touch because I think that you get on very well. Um, do it that way. Respect individuals. In, respect individuals. And that actually goes right the way back to a big group of people like this. I learned very early on that it is, don't, just don't introduce yourself just to the people who wear suits. I set my business up in the dot-coms. <laughs> um, and all of the people who were really interesting weren't wearing suits at all. They were the lawyers. Don't so, you know, go, just say hello to people, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless, regardless of, of uh, ethnicity. Treat people as you would like to be treated yourself, and my, you will always come away from a place richer. Because, my goodness, that with that approach, you'll meet really, really interesting people. Um, if the whole networking thing, this sort of thing, really gives you the heebie-jeebies, um, go with somebody else. Because that means that you're going with a bit of mutual support. Um, and, you know, the seven stories is like the, the sisterhood, the seven, the seven, you know, they've come in a group. But actually, 
fine, because they're going to use that group to disseminate and share all the information they're getting from here or all the other connections that they've met around the room, um, and they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll pool it, they'll take it out, and, you know, they'll, they'll aggregate the new knowledge and the new connections. Nothing wrong with that at all, you know. Do whatever makes it easy for you, but do it. Um, the other thing I think that when... Um, It's a sort of follow-up thing, really. You'll meet new people, you'll make new connections, you'll learn new information. Um, if you say, and I'm really... I have thrust at me. See, I've got two things from Seven Sisters. I've also know, I know that there is a woman in the room, Elizabeth, who actually is the, does maypole dancing, teach people how to do maypole dancing. I'm sure that's not... I mean, it's much more than that. But you know, I was just fascinated. So, for goodness sake... If you haven't got a business card, have some method of making a really interesting conversation stick in the person you're having it with so that they know that they can get back in touch with you. Because that's, it's really important. Um, and if you say that you're going to get in touch with them, please do. Because yes, opportunity knocks more than once, but the first knock is always the loudest. And back to that thing about trust. If you say you're going to do something for someone um, and then you don't and then the next time you meet them because I'm quite sure that um, this industry is like business in in general you will be meeting some of them if you met people today you'll be meeting people again um, and th there will be you know a large amount of people but they'll be going to the same sorts of places if they're wanting editors and publishers um, and agents um, so if you say you're going to do something please do it because if you meet those people again and you haven't done it the first time, they're not going to believe it when you're, you say you're going to do it the second time. And why? Why should they, really? So, you know, if you say you're going to do something, do it. Um, and, it, you know, you can send them an email now. You can phone them up. You can do whatever you like. But just if you say you're going to do something, do it, or make a connection, please do it. Um, remember, too, I think, that networking isn't... I'm not talking about sales here. Jenny said something really interesting. She said that start building relationships with your with potential agents, um, you know, potential people who might buy your work before you actually need them. Because networking is about relationships. It is not about one-off sales. She talked as well about, you know, people very often not having just one, but there's three, you know, two or three or four, or, or, you know. So it's, you need to have relationships with people so that they stick with you. Um, so thinking about the ways that you like to behave, the way that other people like to behave, and actually just, you know, keeping going, even though, you know, some of the stats that have been quoted to us this morning, I thought, God, um, that's hard work. Anything that's worth doing is hard work. Um, determination, and determination and persistence are omnipotent. Um, and this networking is only a very small piece of that game. Um, but actually, it is something, if you keep showing your face, if you're memorable, if you're professional, if you can get yourself across to people so that they're buying the package, um, and you keep coming back... I think, really, that that is something that will help you and your book, poetry, screen, 
script. It's about stickability. And I'm quite sure that all of these things work together. Otherwise, I wouldn't still be in business after 11 years, because actually all I have, I haven't got anything like you've all got. I just have people, and I put together people, and they do the exchange, which is, you know, I've got a product, you, you want to buy what I've got, and I just put them together. I wouldn't still be doing that um, if I hadn't persisted. I hope that's helpful. Um, I hope that you really get or continue to get such a lot out of today because I think it's fantastic. Yes. Yes. I, I know exactly what you're saying. No, and that, that to me goes right back to what I was saying to start with. It's actually about being authentic. If you go into things to be manipulative, to, to, to use things for what they are, to take rather than to give, then you'd be absolutely right. And I wouldn't be standing up here ex trying to ask, encourage people to do it. Because I think that's wrong. What I do think is that most people are decent and decent, but actually, we, we, I don't know about you, but I gave up my Newcastle office last year, a year ago, so I now work predominantly from home. I have another, you know, I have a sort of nip into an office, but I'm, I'm alone a lot. You know, I'm working by myself a lot. It isn't manipulative or anything else just to go around and meet new people. Um, and, and chat. You stop when you think that actually you're... Because I do. <laughs> I, 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 I would hope... If, if anyone said I was manipulative, that, that, would, that, that would be all. Because actually, which is the other thing that I talk about, givers gain. Think about that. In, if, you, if you've got the heebie-jeebies, think about what it is that you can give rather than what it is that you can take. Because actually, by giving, you will receive. Is that helpful? Yeah. Reed, can I? I'm just going to interject one thing, which I, I'm saying this because um, Shelley's actually done a workshop with us in the past about pitching her work in quite a controlled environment with um, editors and agents. And, and I know it was something that came up at that particular workshop with the dozen or so people we had. It's sometimes easy for writers to forget that actually the publishing industry wouldn't exist without them. Yes, you have a book. Yes, you've been working on your manuscript or poetry collection or whatever it may be. And yes, it's very scary. You feel like you're going, like you say, Shelley, you're going into an environment and saying, please take me on. Please, you know, I'm, I'm begging you to, to, to be my friend and want to represent me. But at the same time, agents, Jenny will back me up, agents are looking for writers. They wouldn't exist mm. without writers and their books. So you actually have got something to offer. And I think that's sometimes what writers forget. They have got something to offer and they can be giving rather than taking. 
absolutely, where I've got more experience, I don't think that's what you were meaning. I think you meant about the manipulation thing. But actually, where I do quite a lot of work is with people who are trying to raise fun funding, so finance. And forgive me, I'm just going to say something which is a bit gender naughty, but a lot of the finance industry is staffed by men. And actually, because they've got the money, they have been, they have been known to make people feel really quite small and as if they've got nothing to table. And that, at that point is one absolutely that I make sure that people know because actually without the authors, without the innovative small young companies, without the growing businesses, those folk wouldn't have a business. Um, and so that's why there's, there's mutuality here. You know, it, it, you've got to have all of those bits to make it turn around. Karen's just asked a question. I don't know if you can hear it at the back there, and I think it's similar to the one that you asked Jenny. You know, when, when, when you've put something to somebody and they've come back and then they stop, how persistent is it appropriate to be? If I was an American, I'd just go saying it's persistent to the point of, you know, just carry on, you know, squeaky wheels, you know, that, that adage about squeaky wheels. Um, we're British, I think that you get, one gets a sense of when actually your persistence is really not, um, it's not worth it. And then, as Jenny said, you know, then there's, there's the time for the tweak, you know, you know and they're doing something a bit differently so that people don't think that you're just resubmitting the same old thing. I mean, there's another analogy here. I mean, I, I do... I'm really interested in this, always trying to expand networks out, just because I'm interested. And one of the things that has started, as you know, because actually one of your colleagues is now getting involved with this, I've been developing um, relationships with Sweden. And actually, over the last four years, some of that time, it's, it's been like pushing water uphill. It has been soul-destroying. And in March of this year, I was just... No, end of February of this year, I was just about to give up, because I thought this is, you know... Ooh, it's the only thing, you know, it'll be just nice when I stop. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. That, that now, things are really being able to... Things are really being, beginning to happen. So that's really satisfying. But I was so close. I was so close from just thinking, that's it, I'm, you know, I'm away. That's actually when I think that you need something like this. You need a network. Because if we try and keep going just by ourselves, it is sold, it's exhausting. You need to be able to talk to people who are in the same boat, because I don't know what the right answer is. It'll be about you, but there'll be people who've been in the same position. You know, and what do they think? And how did they feel? And how did they get over it? And what did they, you know, what tools did they use that you might be able to borrow? That's why I think this is a fantastic thing to bring people together, because it's, this is a, it's, it could be a support group. You know, people who are not yet published, who could, you know, coming from people from Amble, people from Morpeth, people from Hexham and Corp, you know, people from all over the North East are here, you know, and there must be somebody, therefore, who lives near you 
who could mean that you could have a coffee once a week and actually you could help each other. Certainly lunch, lunch, yes. That tells you all you need to know. I did that when I was quite a, um, early, quite, quite early on in my business, when I was trying to tell everybody what it was that I did, I made a complete faux pas, which was, it was, there was a, it was a party, actually, um, and I went to it, and I was banging on about what it was that I was doing, and I saw exactly that, and I, and I learned, I thought, right, well, I won't do that again. And, you know, it's like that, this... Networking, meeting people, making new relationships and new connections and new friends isn't, you sh, you're not going to, it's, it's not a life and death thing, life, life and death thing. However, if you irritate somebody, and I irritated somebody who was really quite senior, and it was very, very difficult then to get back in, because, you know, that's the, it's rather like that tape. <laughs> that's the thing that stays that stayed with that particular person for quite some time and actually it was very difficult to get him to reassess his opinion of me because he thought pushy you know and with with reason because I had been pushy you know and, but it hasn't killed me has it you know, and that's, that's the thing about persistent. You know, if you carry on carrying on, um, actually, eventually, who you really are, and that goes back to Shelley's point about authenticity, who you really are um, actually comes through in the end. My school motto was action, not words. And I think that's the other thing. People, you can't stop people saying things about you. You can't even try to stop them. You think you can, but you can't. But actually, the thing that then the thing that endures is people's experience of you, because that other stuff, you know, and it's hurtful, it's horrid. But actually, the thing that endures is how you know it's it's a speakers you find. That's why I'd never ask you, any of you, to to do what I've said is you know go out and about, meet people, meet the people who are here, make the best use of the opportunity. I would have felt a complete fraud if I'd asked you to do that without doing what I hope you agree I did when I arrived, which is going around and saying, hello, I'm Caroline. You know, that's because I think that's, you shouldn't ask people to do what you're not prepared to do yourself. Um, and if you're inappropriate, my goodness, you will be told, or you'll see it. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Genuinely, and I think that's absolutely right. And I think that's the whole thing about you know having two of these. And I've you know I've seen it. You know I've talked to people. You know they're genuinely interested in you know who individuals in this room are, what they do, what they're working on, where they live, what they, you know. Marlene and John come from Amble. They, hmm? Jack. Jack, beg your pardon, Jack. 
they, they, they had met, so she thought, well, actually, I'm going there, and he'd like a lift, so they've, they've come, you know, that's, that's exactly what, right, that's what people do, you know, they lock on to, you know, what's of interest, let's, let's explore further. It's really very difficult, actually. It's really very difficult. It is really very difficult. And actually, Karen, can I, do you mind if I ask you? Because I think that that's, most people are standing and you're always sitting. I bet, I'm sure we could learn something from you about that. Yeah. I'm even less um, taller, but um, people are people get quite nervous as well when they're trying to speak to me. Yeah. They don't know whether to sit down or stand up yeah. or kneel down. There's like, look, I've got two legs, just keep standing, it's fine. And I'll look up and we, we can still remain eye contact um, yeah. regardless of height. And it's the interest in you, like you say, it's the buy. You know whether somebody's got something to tell you or you're interested in what the other person's saying. So I think that's. And You're not I, dancing with them on the stick, they come down. No, yeah. <laughs> don't, yeah, I'm just going to say something as well, Karen, I don't want people to go leaping into the rock. My late husband was six foot eight. I'm five foot four. It is perfectly possible to maintain eye contact with people who are much, as you say. Right. Um, oh, yes. Can I just say thank you again for... Um, including me, inviting me. Um, and the thing that's going to make today really tick, sing, buzz, be memorable is nothing to... It is actually quite a lot to do with Liv, but actually it's to do with you. Because I reckon if you task yourself from now on through the day, if you haven't done it already, to just meet a couple more people, you know, you might find somebody who lives near you, who works near you, Who's, work, who's writing in the, in the same genre as you. Um, and you're not going to do that if you just sit, on it, sit by yourself at your table and eat your lunch and then go home. So please use this opportunity because I think it's fantastic. Um, so I think you should clap yourselves. Oh.